today's episode brought me to Mongolia. Honestly, probably one of my favorite places on the planet. I had the incredible privilege of ministering at a church with my team, and I was introduced to a young leader named Amos, who leads one of the YWAM bases in the nation. I was looking to talk to someone who is actively ministering amongst young people while also at the same time training and sending teams to other nations. I had so many questions about this nation and its people. There's so much that I learned and that I believe that you will learn also. And I hope it's challenging to you as it was to me. All right. So I'm excited to be with Amos. You were recommended by friend Jay Park. Yeah. I asked him, do you know any interesting leaders, strong testimony, strong calling? And immediately he kept talking about you. So I'm really excited to hear your story. Yeah. How did you get saved? Um, yeah. Could you share a little bit about that? Yeah. I grew up in a very strong Buddhist family. Mm -hmm. Then uh, strongly in Asian culture, the oldest people are very strong and powerful in family. So. My grandma and my mother, they really hated Jesus. Oh, wow. But one day when I was 10 years old, my friend invited me for the church and I really liked the church. And then I keep going to church, but my grandma and my mother, if they know about me, they're gonna kill me. <laughs> I was so afraid and then, ah, but I cannot stop to go to church. I wow. still going for the church. Yeah. And after two, for two years, I've prayed for my family with my Sunday school teacher because they taught me about to pray. Every Sunday we pray for my family after wow. Sunday school. Okay. And then after two years, when we eat, my grandma uh, told us like, I become a Christian. And then of course, if my grandma became a Christian, everyone has to believe Jesus because wow. it's a commandment yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i was so happy because i know how did he how she believed jesus why yeah. she believed jesus because we prayed and then yeah from that time my journey started with jesus so how did you secretly go to church for two years when you were afraid of your grandmother and your mom how did you did you sneak out of the house or how did you go to church just uh, of course every sunday at the same time it's not easy yeah. uh, because my grandma can know about me. That's why every Sunday I they wear the, the bad clothes, like a dirty, dirty one. And then because if I wear nice clothes, yeah, my family will know I'm going somewhere. But if I wear just like the dirty clothes, they don't know me because every wow. day I go out and then I play with my friends, they're uh -huh. playing the football outside. So. Yeah, in that way, I always go to the church. But of course, some specific day, it was not easy, especially the Christmas, you know, or oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Easter. It's yeah. not easy to go with like that bad uh, clothes. But yeah. sometimes I steal my uh, nice clothes from my home and then I change my clothes <laughs> when I come to the church. <laughs> like, yeah, like that way. But uh, everyone knows about me and my church because yeah. they know about this boy. Is coming to church hiddenly because wow. his family doesn't like the church. Yeah. yeah. So, so you said that you grew up a Buddhist, right? Yes. And was it Tibetan Buddhism? 
Yes, it's a it's a Tibetan because in Mongolia it's only Tibetan Buddhism. Okay. There's no other other Buddhism. Oh well. Do you know how Tibetan Buddhism came to Mongolia or just has Tibetan Buddhism been in Mongolia just for a very long time? Yeah, it's uh, in the uh, 16th century. Okay. You know, Mongolia was the top biggest kingdom in Mong- in the world. Yeah. It's, uh, it started from the Chinggis Khan. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, our closest neighbor is China. And then uh, many times Mongolia conquered China, many yeah. times. China really don't like Mongolia. Mm-hmm. That is why uh, they trying to destroy Mongolia many times. They, I see. But uh, uh-huh. Mongolia is very strong country, especially yeah. the men. It's a very, it, all of them are warriors. Yeah. You cannot conquer them. All so, of you guys are so big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, it's really, you know, have to say the, uh, like a wild people. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. like a wild barbarians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is like, uh, that is like the Jing dynasty. The first king said, we have to get to Mongolia without uh, any blood. Uh huh. Okay. If we fight with them, we will lose. So yeah. that's why don't fight with them. And then he bring Tibetan Buddhism I because see. In, because the Tibetan Buddhism is the worst. Uh, I'm so sorry, but yeah, the worst Buddhism in the world. Yeah, yeah. Because Tibetan Buddhism teach about do not marry, do not kill anything. Yeah, like yeah. even the small worm yeah, cannot yeah. kill. Yeah, that is why they bring the Tibetan Buddhism. All Mongolia received the Tibetan Buddhism. And then every man became a monk. Lama, I mean the Lama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, my, and, and then the Lamaism spread out so fast. Oh, wow. And then every Mongolian man became a Lama. Okay. And then uh, if they become a Lama, they cannot marry it. Uh-huh. And then uh, in that time, the population goes down oh, so wow. fast because yeah. everyone becomes a lama. How can we fight? Yeah. That's the problem. Oh, wow. In that time, the Chinese, the Qing dynasty comes to attack the Mongolia. Okay. And then uh, when they come to Mongolia, but the all Mongolian men became a lama. And then they, uh, instead of fight with the Qing dynasty, mm-hmm. They are making some Buddhist prayers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it never worked. Yeah. And then uh, the Qing dynasty, they cut the Mongolia and okay. then take some Mongolians. Uh, Mongolia became a hundred percent Buddhist country. Yeah. Even they cannot wash the bodies. Okay. The Buddhist lamas, because uh, if you go to Tibet, yeah. Yeah. The, you can smell the bad smells from the I, I I have been there before. Yeah. It was a little yeah. slutty. Why is this? Because the religion. If the oh, Buddhist wow. culture, they teach like, if we get the shower, yeah, it's a sinful act. Actually. Yeah, yeah. That's why there is many kind of sickness, you know? Yeah. So many sickness. That's why Mongolians died so uh-huh. fast. Okay. Just... Uh, 50 years or 40 years, they wow. die because yeah. of so much sickness, because it's 13, you know? Yeah. And then uh-huh. communist comes and then they clean the old Mongolia. Okay. They destroy the, all the temples, many oh, wow. temples. And then uh, they killed many lamas. My grandma told me that every night, every maybe over 9 p.m. or 10 p.m., mm-hmm. 
The government people come to families. Yeah. They always come and check their kids oh, wow. and the bodies. Yeah, if they're yeah. getting the shower. Yeah. Still, some Mongolians uh, believe the Buddhism. So that's why they are still not uh, uh-huh. taking shower. Wow, wow. Communist comes and, of course, they're using the force. So uh, uh, under the Buddhism, mm-hmm. 100% of Mongolia cannot read and write. Wow. But... The communists come and after 10 years, yeah. 90% of them can read and oh, wow. write. Yeah. So, so you think so? Tibetan Buddhism takes over Mo- Mongolia. It's deep in the culture. And then communism comes. So we think, you know, as an American, communism is bad. Um, but you're saying that you believe that God even used communism to help Prepare the people for the gospel. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, wow. yes, yes. Amen. Uh, we under, but we have to understand one thing. Mongolia was not under the Russia. Okay. Mongolia was a still independent country. Oh, I see. But uh, we were under communism, not okay. under Russia. It okay. Was, we have to make it clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. For 70 years, we under the communism. Okay. For 70 years, God cleaned the Mongolia. That's 70 years. There's wow. everything changed. Yeah. We became uh, different. Yeah. But after 70 years, they are ready to get Jesus. Maybe if the, just after Buddhism, uh, maybe missionaries come to Mongolia and then share gospel. People think that maybe Jesus is same like Buddha, you know? Yeah. Maybe they will not truly believe. Mm-hmm. They will just change their religion. That is why Communism was so good between the Buddhism and Christianity. Yeah, I see. So, uh, communism uh, falls in Mongolia in 1990. Yes. Right? Yes. So, what year were you born? Uh, I born in 1990. Okay, same so, year that communism fell. Uh, yeah, same year and same month and same day also. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Because when I was born... At uh, the same time, in the, on the Mongolian central square, biggest square, yeah. there was a demonstration. Okay, there were people yeah, yeah, demonstrating yeah. against okay. the, uh, against the communism. Yeah, and then Mongolian government gave up to Mongolian people, and then uh, Mongolia declares we are the how to say democratic country, country liberal. Yeah, yeah, country. yeah. Wow. So the same day, the same, same day you were born. Yes. Mongolia becomes a free nation. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, wow. So, okay, so you were 10 years old when your friend invited, you know, you, you to church and you were saying that your your grandmother, she so it sounds like she was the head of your your household, right? Yes. So while you were secretly going to church, were you scared of your grandmother? Yeah. Uh, and, and why were you scared of your grandmother? Why I'm scared is, of course, uh, she's, uh, you know, head of my family. Yeah. If I made a mistake, she will beat me, of course. It's something like uh, communist culture. Yeah, yeah. Because we we made... I think it's uh, Asian culture, too. (laughs) It's Asian. Yeah, maybe. Yes, yes. If we made the mistakes, they always beat beat me up. (laughs) I don't like... I don't like to get the punch. That's why I'm focused. I was so afraid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I... But uh, my grandma was a special she strongly against Christianity. Okay. Because and after Mongolia declares the 
the liberal, the democratic country. Yeah. Many families, especially the old people, bring their Buddhist religion back. Oh, I see. In I their see. home, yeah. Okay. okay. But of course, it's not like before. It's more like you know, cultural. You know, okay. Okay. Culture. So uh, you were sharing that after two years, you're secretly going to church. Your grandmother suddenly announces that she became a Christian. Yes. So how did your grandmother become a Christian? Of course, I strongly believe that God is answered for my Amen. prayer. I yeah. prayed for my whole family for two years. Even wow. I was a kid, I cannot pray. I don't know how to pray. Yeah. My Sunday school just teacher just prayed with me. And then she told me, she taught me the words. And then I yeah. just I repeat the words. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, God, of course, uh, answered my prayer. But uh, how she, how, how God answered this? Uh, my grandma's friend, she went to the church and then okay. she believed God. Okay. They were friends during the communism and they, yeah. they were working together. Okay. But uh, after uh, Mongolia became a democratic country, yeah. they met again. I see. In that I time, see. The, her friend invites her, hey, don't believe about that anymore. Just follow me and I'll bring you to church. Wow. And then they went to the church. But just the first day of the church, my grandma believed God. Wow. She said it was so incredible. When wow. she entered the church, it was so different than the Buddhist temples. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Wow. So how did it feel? What was your reaction when so suddenly you're 12 years old now, your grandmother needs to announce something? So what was your reaction when... You heard your grandmother yes, say yes. that she became a we, Christian. We were all eating dinner together. Okay. Then uh, she was super excited, super shocked because she suddenly just said, hey, I became a Christian and then go to church, everyone. And then I have two older brother and mother. Yeah. They all super shocked. And then they look at grandma. Yeah. But I did not look at her. I just still eating <laughs> my food. And then I was laughing when I... Uh, head down, and then yeah. I was laughing and <laughs> because I know, oh, ah, okay, God, uh, this is how you work. Okay, I can, wow. I can pray more. And you can answer many. Yes. Things. Okay, I understand because I know my grandma. She never changes. She really hate Jesus. Wow. You know. Yeah. Before, uh, when the missionaries come to uh, come and knock my doors, and then she come and she scold them and wow. she mock them and she uh -huh. shout and she uh, break every day gospel materials and yeah. then she make a fire. Wow. She was crazy. Yeah. That's what I know. <laughs> also, I so afraid because she's dangerous lady. Yeah. But uh, she changed it. That's why I was so, even I was surprised, but I do not... Uh, uh, show my impression to yeah, yeah, my yeah, family. Yeah. I just laughing. Okay, <laughs> this is how God you works, you know. Wow. Yeah. So, did you guys go to the same church, or uh, did you go to a different church? At the same time, I was praying, please, God, let them go to different church because I want to be more comfortable in my church. Yeah, know? yeah. But uh, my grandma told us, follow my church, follow me to my church, and then I said, Grandma, I already went to church. Two years. <laughs> I have own church really close to my home. Yeah, yes. She's because I was the youngest one in my family. Okay. So that's why she was worried. Yeah. And then she uh hold my hand and then she came to my church. Wow. And then she check out every 
Yeah, yeah. My yeah. church was a Baptist church, American okay. Baptist. I oh, think. wow. American Southern Baptist. American Southern Baptist, Baptist church. Okay. She came and she met my Sunday school teachers yeah. and she met my Mongolian pastors. And wow. Then, uh, she liked that. That's why, okay, okay, you can go. Uh, and then she bring all of my, uh, to my brother and my mother to her church. So, so uh, when did you, so right now you're serving full-time in ministry, you're leading a missions base, you are, you are discipling young people, you are training, sending out, you know, mission teams. You've also served overseas, which is incredible. When was it and how did you receive your calling from God? How did you know that God called you to serve him full time? When I was 17, uh, I just graduated my high school uh, and then I had to go to the university. But I feel different than other people. But uh, I was uh, studied very well. So that's why I got uh, some invitations from some universities, uh -huh. uh, especially for the teacher. Like uh, I was good at my the Mongolian language class and yeah. Russian language class. Uh -huh. That is, uh, I had got some invitations from the, that kind of schools. Okay. But I rejected all of them. And then I told my pastor that I don't like to uh, study in university. So that is, uh, what are you thinking about me? I asked my pastor. And then my yeah. pastor told me about the YVAN DTS. Mm -hmm. And then 2007, when I was 17 years old, I went to the DTS. Oh, wow. In DTS, of course, I went to church. I went to church over seven years. But mm -hmm. Uh, in DTS, uh, the personally, I met with God face to face. Wow. First time. Yeah. And I was surprised. Yeah. There was lectures from the, like, hearing God's voice. Mm -hmm. And then when I heard about this lecture, at the evening time, I prayed, God, if you talk, just talk to me. Wow. Just after that, God talked to me. God wow. speak to me yeah. the strongly. And yeah. And then he speak to me. And then she told me many things. Uh, wow. And then I, during the whole DTS time, I strongly met with God. In that time, I decided, uh, because I was praying, what should I do after yeah. DTS? Yeah. But God told me that you have to play soccer. Yeah, yeah. You had to become a soccer player. Yes. But in that time, I was not good at my soccer skill and abilities. Yeah. But after my DTS, I trained a soccer. Okay. Uh, every day, eight hours. Wow. Just my by myself. Yeah. I run and train with yeah. ball and I go, I run very far. And then after two years, I uh, got the invitation from the uh, professional soccer team. Wow, that's cool. The club. Yeah. And then I became a soccer player. Cool. I was so happy. Yeah. But in that time, at the same time, God told me, now you have to leave. Wow. You cannot go this way anymore longer. Mm -hmm. And then he said, go back to Wyvern. Mm -hmm. And then I started to work with uh, Wyvern. Wow. But uh, I thought I have to become a soccer player. Maybe I, I thought like a, like a kid, like a dreamy. Yeah. I, I will become a very famous soccer yeah. player and then yeah. I will declare Jesus like a caca, you yeah. know, Christian players. Yeah. <laughs> I was dreaming like this. Yeah. I became a 
good player. And yeah. Even in my uh, professional team, I was good. Yeah. And then I trying to uh, join the Mongolian nation, even Mongolian national team. I was wow. thinking about. Yeah, but, yeah. But in that time, God told me, now you have to stop. I was so discouraged, but uh, it was God's calling. And then yeah. I uh, started Wyvern, but I don't know anything why God is calling me to Wyvern. I see, I see. Because when I was studying in DTS, I promised that I will never become Wyvern. <laughs> just after... Just after three years, I became a YWAM Wow. Staff. So even as a YWAM staff, did you uh, lead out outreach teams? And uh, what was outreach like? Uh, in my DTS, I was going for Russia okay. and Mongolia. Okay, because you, so you speak fluent Russian? No, uh, but in my high school, I speak Russia well. Okay. But now, I cannot speak okay. Russia anymore. Yes. Okay. And then we, I went, uh, usually we went to Russia, usually in Mongolian YWAMs used to go to Russia and China only. Okay. Because okay. we don't need any visa. It's also more courses. I see. It's, uh, you know, low budget and everything yeah. is much easier for yeah, us. Yeah. That's why we went to Russia and China. I so, so if, if, if communism fell in 1990, uh, and, um, the gospel came to Mongolia in 1990, you know, it's pretty incredible that in one generation, Mongolia is a missionary receiving nation. And then also at the same time, it is a sending nation because you got saved in the year 2000. It's only been 10 years that Mongolia was open. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, almost 10 years later, you do your YWAM DTS and then you're on outreach and you're leading outreach teams. You're going to Russia to preach the gospel. Mongolians are going to China to pre preach the gospel. How did Mongolia just respond so well to the gospel? Because, um, yeah, we all love reading about Mongolia, hearing about Mongolia. It's pretty incredible. I don't know if you feel that way because you're a Mongolian, but as a Korean American, I, I hear about the Mongolian story and it is a, a miracle story. So yeah. yeah, why do you think Mongolia responded so well to, to the gospel? It's our DNA. DNA, okay. Yes. Because you know, Mongolians are the the nomadic people. Yeah. Nomadic people is so different culture than other countries. Yeah. The different other countries sit at the one place. Mm -hmm. They make many things like uh, innovation yeah yeah computer even the foods yeah in china and korea there's how many kind of foods but you know in mongolia there is only one mongolian real food only one okay there is no food because why why is because they have no time to cook okay because the mongolian nomad culture is always moving always oh, going I see, around I see. Mm -hmm. that is why all the that is why the Mongolian Empire was so big. Because we're always wow. moving around. Yeah. So every day when they reach some locations, they always think, so what is the next? What is the next? Where is, what is happening beyond of these mountains, yeah. beyond of this place? Yeah. That's our nomadic uh, yeah. DNA. Yeah. That is why I think like, Mongolia was, uh, I think that it was number one missionary country. We do not send many people, but yeah. they're comparing to population, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. number one country. Yeah, because what is the population of Mongolia? It's only three 
3.4 million. 3.4 million. We like to go. We yeah. like to move. You know, YWAM uh, sent the teams to Russia and China many times. But mm -hmm. in 2018, when I became based, God asked me, like, how long you keep going to Russia and China? Yeah. And then I feel like God is making joke with me. Like, yeah. You think how long are you going for Russia and China? Because God is asking, how is your, you know, how much is your faith? Yeah. Because why are we going to Russia and China is, is just because of our budget and everything. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, I think God is making joke with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was asking myself, yeah, what will happen? Yeah. And then I talk with my staffs and then we talk. Now we have to stop to Russia and China. We yeah. have to go farther. And then one of my staff, staff told me, how about Kazakhstan? There is a Central Asia. It's not really close, but it's still yeah. good for visa, you know? Yeah. And then at that, that time, we sent the team to Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan. Wow. It's the first team, maybe 2018. Uh, after the Kazakhstan Kyrgyzstan, so one year later, we want to send team also. God still joking with me. Are you going to Kazakhstan Kyrgyzstan is because you already went one time. So that's why. But uh, I said, so what do you want? And then just after that, I feel like more about uh, North Korea. Wow. You know, North Korea is number one. Hardest country to yes. answer, you know. But I say, I share it with my staffs. How about North Korea? <laughs> they are <laughs> 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 When I see their, you know, eyes, they say, just last year we went to the first new nation. So yeah. why we, why we cannot go one more time? You yeah, know? yeah. But maybe in two, two months. They all feel like more about North Korea. Wow. And then they told me about, hey, we all feeling about North Korea. Wow. And then we say, okay, just let's go. But you know, North Korea is super expensive, of course. Because you have to go with a, a tour guide and everything, right? Yes, yeah. And then uh, I told them, okay, at least let's go to uh, border of North Korea. And then we sent them to there. And then uh, they called me one day, hey, bro. We got the chance to enter North Korea, but we have to pay this much money. Okay. But the, the tour was over five days in North Korea. Okay. If they went to the North Korea, yeah, they have to spend all of the budget in five oh, days. Oh, wow. Okay. But of course they have to uh, be in China 25 days because after China is 30 days. Yeah, right? yeah. All of my team went to North Korea for wow. five days. Wow. I wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, but there was my staffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most oldest one was uh, 21 years old. The oldest one oldest was 21 one years was old. 21 wow. Years old. And the students, they all 18, 19, 20. Uh-huh. Young people. So after they came back and then I asked, what happened? Yeah. They said, the first five days was super good because they went North Korea like a tourist. But the rest of 25 days was uh, horrible. But they, did not, they didn't have any 
Well, yeah, yeah, no money. <laughs> so that's a, they spent 25 days in China yeah. without any money. Wow. They wow. just visit the church, yeah, yeah, they yeah. visit families, they yeah. share gospel. But uh, they said it was incredible. Wow. And then after that, why I'm sharing is God gives me heart for like, the Mongolian youths can go to these nations yes. very, very easily. So that is why I go to the internet <laughs> and then I say, where can I go with Mongolian passport? Yeah. So it was not much countries. We all were just 40 countries. Okay. But 50% uh, of this 40 country is the most hardest nations in the world. Wow. Yeah. For the gospel. Americans and Koreans, you cannot entered these nations, yes. including North Korea, yeah. Central Asia, yeah. Afghanistan, you know, the Mid-East, China, Russia. Mongolians can go to these nations very easily wow. without any visa. We can just go really yeah. easily, even North Korea. And that, that's what God was trying to teach me. And then yeah. God told me, don't look down, yeah. look wide wow. and then see where you guys can go, you know. Yeah. Mongolia had a very good communication with the communist countries, mm -hmm. like Cuba, Vietnam, yeah. and yeah. Central Asia. And that's why the North Korea is, was I super see. close with I us. See. This year, we sent them to Malaysia and Uzbekistan. Wow. Uzbekistan is also the most hardest nation. It's very difficult yet. Hard. But they went there and then they were many the amazing stories they have. Wow. Yeah. So. That is what, what I mean is God wants to use the Mongolian youth to the nations. Wow. We always see youths are, you know, mm. not mature, not, yeah. you know, not good, but God thinks different. Yes, yes. That is why I love the youths. Wow. My heart uh, is beating for Mongolian youths. Yeah. That is incredible. Do you feel that God is moving in Mongolia, is the harvest still right here in Mongolia? Do you hear many stories like yourself, many people just, you know, coming to know Christ or, or are there new challenges for the gospel in Mongolia? Uh, I have to, I have to share maybe smallest, uh, story like yeah. in 2006 or 2007, I feel like there was a revival in all Mongolia. Wow. In church. Yeah. Even my church was a really small church in the outside of Ulaanbaatar. Mm -hmm. Not really, it's a, not downtown church. It's mm -hmm. a not nice place. It's actually a poor area. Yeah. But when I was in my church, there was a revival. I see the revival on my eyes wow. because my oldest bro brother doing perpetic words. Wow. Just uh, sitting next to me and then he raised up and then yeah. uh, he stand up and then he sharing prophetic words. Wow. And then there was another girl healing the others, just praying and healing. Wow. Yeah. And then I was super shocked. What is happening in my church? Yeah. We never see like this thing. You know, there was the, in that 2006, that time. We don't have internet and we don't have anything. That's why yeah. we never know about like this thing. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit most. Wow. That is why 6% of uh, Mongolia became Christian. Wow. In really few years. Mm -hmm. And uh, all Mongolian leaders, the Christian leaders declares, if we uh, increase like this so fast, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe next 10 years, we become maybe 10% of Mongolia became uh, Kush. Yeah. But unfortunately, it never happened. Okay. After the 6% of the Christianity, it goes down. Oh, and now, uh, 1.8% of Mongolia is a Christian. 1.8. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know the reasons because I think first 10 years, all the Mongolian Christianity was all one family. Wow. But after that, when we become a 6% of Mongolia, yeah, maybe we started the many denominations. I see, I see. And then we say, oh, I'm Baptist. Oh, I'm a Southern Baptist. Yeah. Even Baptist, there is many Baptists. <laughs> yeah. And then I say, oh, I'm American Methodist. And oh, I'm Korean Methodist. Yeah, yeah. And then I will not, I will not work with you. And then because of that things, you know, it yeah. started problem in Mongolian Christianity. Yeah. And then Christianity numbers goes down. I so see, fast. I see. And then the result is today we are 1.8%. Wow. It's uh, so sad, but God speaks to me about the 30 year, the 30 year Christian story, Mongolian Christian story is finished. Mm-hmm. It's finished now. But now God is preparing next big wave. Amen. Because the second wave is bigger than first wave. So I feel every day I feel like God is preparing so much. I think it's so much. I don't know how many times bigger than the first wow. wave. I don't know. But yeah. I think God is preparing very big wave for next generation. Amen. And then now there are so many transitions, many mm-hmm. Mongolian leaders also changing. Many youth leaders come yes. up. Every organization and every church, it was changing. And yeah. then now we, all the leaders also feel same heart. They know uh, like uh, why Mongolia became, uh, goes down yeah. Christianity. Because they, we all 100% agree it was because of the yeah, the division. Division and yeah, groups, yeah. you know. I left this conversation extremely hopeful for the future. And offline, my conversations with Amos, he has shared with me just his dreams and desire to continue reaching young people, especially through music, entertainment, to draw the youth, preach the gospel message and I want to stand with him. I want to stand with him in prayer, support him and others like him in that nation because I know God is going to do something great and just want to invite you guys wherever you are to lift up a prayer for Amos, the youth and for the Church of Mongolia. Thank you.